I am Lights Camera Jackson, and you are listening to the LCJ Q&A podcast. Thank you so much. My guest today is a familiar face and voice in the LCJ universe. For 175 episodes, we have co-hosted the Too Fast Two Films podcast. He is a radio host. He is a filmmaker. He is Mike Sargent, and guess what Mike Sargent is up to now? He has directed a supernatural horror thriller called From the Shadows, which is in select theaters September 22nd and on Voodoo September 29th. Mike, welcome to the LCJ Q&A. Thank you. Has it really been 175 episodes? Wow. Yes. Yes. We started That's... January 2020. It's amazing, right? Amazing. It is, and, and we've, we've skipped a few, too, so... <laughs> We've reviewed a lot of movies. Uh, I first met Mike. I think we met each other. Rise on screen was 2014, I believe, in New York City. We've known each other about 10 years. Wow, yeah. Yeah, actually, we have to give a shout out to Debbie Mitchell because she's the one who brought you on my TV show. So That's right. Thank you to Debbie Mitchell. And now you have made this movie, which I have heard so much about. And, and when you were making it two years ago, and now it's finally here, I have seen it. First of all, congratulations. You pulled it off, man. You did it. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, let uh, me tell yeah, sure. let me tell people a little bit about of what it's about, and we'll get into it. It's about five young cult members who survive a fire. They're on a Zoom call like we are right now with a paranormal investigator who's trying to uncover what was really going on. It's a cool premise. You've got some big names. We'll get into all aspects. What I first want to know, Mike, is how you you took that premise and how you took your love of supernatural thrillers and horror movies and, and you wanted to infuse your love of those films and of cinema into this story. How did you really want to do that? Well, that's that's interesting. It makes it all sound a lot more intentional. But uh, I will say that um, this, this story actually, uh, it was 2020 and the pandemic hit. And a movie had come out uh, called Host that was made during the pandemic uh and it's a it's essentially a zoom horror movie and it did very very well and it's actually quite good i don't know if you've seen it uh it's surprisingly good but a friend of mine uh who's a filmmaker screenwriter producer called me up his name is ian holt and he said hey listen you know have you seen host you need to watch it because we want to do like a slasher version and i'm like okay and i had just i was teaching film i had, i teach film i was teaching it at that point it was my fifth year pandemic hit and i quickly pivoted to uh doing it online and at the time it was like how are you gonna how are you gonna teach online that's impossible you know i had to convince the people running it that but then the world pivoted to that but i i held the whole class 60 students i broke everything down we had we did a shoot we had director writer all of that and my friend Ian had been impressed that, you know, had them all directed remotely. And at the time he thought this may have to be directed remotely because nobody knew it was going on. This is like end of 2020. The world was still like trying to figure it out. So I said, well, sure. You know, I'm not a big slasher movie guy, but they had a, a screenwriter. His name was Mike Kuchiak and they had this premise. And so we started working on the story, but as, uh, Originally, they weren't even going to have a script, actually. And, but then it story developed. I worked with Mike and Ian, and then he did a draft, then another draft, and another draft. By the time we get to like 10th, 12th draft, it was a good story. And it's the beginning of 2021 now, and things were changing. And now, as opposed to like a down and dirty slasher flick that we could make really cheap, now it was like we could get some real investors and some real actors. And for me, I'm not a big horror guy. 
but I do like the supernatural. I do like science fiction. I do like more of um let's just say uh HP Lovecraft than maybe Stephen King. And so HP Lovecraft for me was very much a, you know, you've tapped into something, you know, that kind of thing. There's like some evil, you know, beyond our understanding. And and I love that. I love that whole concept because we really don't know. We really don't know. There's so many things we don't know. And one of the elements in the story, as you probably know, is, you know, about the pyramids and, you know, there, there are a lot of things, there are a lot of aspects of history we don't really know. And there's all kinds of explanations. And I thought that was very fertile ground. Uh, that along with um, something in there called the shadow people. Yes. You know, yes. It was something that, yes. yes, it was something that Mike Kuchiak just mentioned casually in one of the scripts. And I was like, the shadow people. And I started doing research and, and I found that all kinds of cultures have something about the shadow people. And there's, there's all kinds of myths going back thousands of years. So again, that piqued my interest. So all those elements kind of came together to do this. And for me to, you know, to work with somebody like Keith David and mm. Bruce Davison, that's like, you know, a genre lover's dream. Yeah, they have a was great... that too long an answer? Was that a really no? Long you were it was perfect. It was great to, to learn all of that. And and there is a scene with the two of them in this movie together where uh, one of them's on a screen, the other's in a room. They're talking to each other. They're yelling at each other with these kind of classic lines, and it is so fun to watch them go at it. Oh wow! You know, watching them do that, like directing them, watching them do it live, it's like watching two titans. You know what I mean? They're both so good, and they had never worked together before, so. It was great because they're both really good at what they do. And, and I, again, it was one of the most fun scenes. Uh, you know, you do the uncredited rewrite as a director. It was one of the most fun scenes to rewrite because I'm picturing them doing it, you know, and I'm like, you know, so yeah. that was great. It's how it turned out to be. That's good. One of the strengths of this movie, I think, has to do with timing the way you pace it, the way surprises come into play, and the way that this Zoom call goes. You're right. These these people saw a lot in you when it came to how you directed your, your uh, classes. And when it comes to the timing of where we go, how we bounce around to the five young people on the, on the Zoom call, and Selena Andus, who plays uh, Amara, the paranormal investigator. So from what I remember you said to me a couple years ago, you pulled this off in like a day or two. Was the majority of this movie movie the zoom call done in just a couple of days okay the zoom call here's what here's the thing it was a low budget movie even though we had you know you know it wasn't like you know a hundred thousand dollars but we didn't have a lot of money uh but more importantly we didn't have a lot of time and we have effects special effects and scares and things like that so we i decided that the best thing to do for the zoom because it originally was conceived as a zoom like everything but then once we were able to open it up we opened it up right and so the zoom call you know because of my background uh as as a director and i've worked in theater um i saw it i i had them rehearse it like a play like the whole everything that was on the zoom just do it straight down and i had them rehearse this like on a friday like three times like just straight down and i even I had them do it on a live actual Zoom call. And then when we shot it, okay, what I did was we had six different camera setups, okay? 
Uh, and so each actor is in their own environment. Meanwhile, they're playing live to each other on a real Zoom call. Okay. So that I could get the actual reactions because to me, to film in any other way wouldn't make sense. So I was, and I know this is some kind of record. I, I don't know what generally you've interviewed enough people that, you know, if you get five pages done in a feature in a day and, and let's say a low budget, 10, 15 pages, like you're doing good, you're motoring through it. But we were able to shoot 63 pages in a day. Wow. Yeah, wow. I know it was sort of, yeah, but, and it all came and just about everything you saw in there was there. So it was, it, it was a great, uh, it was an exercise. It was definitely a test of the actor's metal, but we had a great cast. I think that the cast is really good. They're really strong. You may not have seen them before, but I think you'll see them again. So. Yeah, they're, they're excellent in this. That is an amazing accomplishment and something that I think a lot of filmmakers will be inspired by now to, to pull something like that off. That's really great. And and you're right, Selena Andus, who plays Agent Rodriguez on WandaVision, she's going to be in Pain Hustlers with Emily Blunt and uh, Chris Evans on the way for Netflix. She's very good. I believed her pretty much every step of the way. What do you like about what she's able to bring to her role in this? Well, without giving away too much, she came into it after, you know, late because we, we had a different lead who ended up pulling out. Uh, and so she came in, we were already like well into pre-production and, and starting to shoot things. And she just came in and just, she got it. Like she just got it. Like, I mean, we rehearsed of course, but uh, she, she really got it, you know? And, and I, and I, because a lot of this plays off of her face, her expressions, you know, she in many ways is the audience, you know, she's also, you know, she's questioning things. She's, she's trying to figure out what's going on and then she's shocked by things. So to me, I think she was terrific. I would put her in anything else I ever did. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Mike Sargent is with me here on the LCJ Q and a podcast from the shadows in select theaters. You can see it in New York city, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Dallas, and Sacramento, September 22. And then it's on Voodoo starting September 29th. The music is really good in this. You have Alan Howarth, who did Halloween 2 through 6. He's an icon in the horror world. And I felt like as I was listening to the score, the intensity in certain moments was there when there's a surprise scare or even during the Zoom call or there are appearances by the shadow people. It just felt right. So that had to feel good as a filmmaker for the score to feel just right. And there's a lot of music in there. So mm -hmm. it becomes part of the story. The music's telling you things, you know. So no, yeah, Alan Howarth is is a legend. So for him uh, to be able to score the film, you know, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to score anything he doesn't want to do. So that means, you know, he, he liked it and he liked it a lot. I, I think that it's a big part. I, I feel like, you know, movies are light sound. It's a big part of it. Half almost. Keith David, there are some scenes without giving too much away where um, his makeup is very interesting and the makeup is really good. How do you work with the makeup people on making sure that it it is your vision? Well, you know, that's an interesting question because I... Uh, the makeup artist is a, a famous makeup artist. His name is Vince Gaustini. He did a lot of, you know, big films uh, and, and lots of smaller films as well. But he's well known in the industry. And I had a vision of what I wanted this character to kind of look like after he's tapped into this uh, darkness <laughs> that it's sort of uh, 
sort of pulling at him that is literally like you know pulling at his skin and it's he's becoming distorted and so that distortion what i actually did is i you know there are real actual deformities or actual human deformities so i did research not pleasant research let me just say but and i found some deformities that i really liked that i thought that's what i want it to look like like something you know real you know like human beings could actually look like this not just you know some weird prosthetic and so i sent him that and based on you know those photos and things he created this amazing makeup yeah it's really good and there's a moment there's a moment at one point where uh there's a slash near somebody's throat and the scab starts saying words and i go i've never seen that in a horror movie before ever Listen, we talked about that and, and that uh, we have to, I have to give credit to Mike Kuchiak. Uh, yeah, that is something we knew like, okay, we have to do something that nobody's ever seen before. Okay. And unexpected that you, when you see this scene, you're like, oh, so yes, we definitely, uh, that is definitely something I, I can say. Yes. Never before seen in a film before talking mech. You know, so yeah, that was cool. That that was really fun. I know you've got uh, you've got a prop to share. Uh, you've got a uh, little... only this, only okay. this. This is uh, one of the prop knives um, in the film that did some of that actual cutting you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not it's not real, right? But it looks real. It, it does. Looks, it looks very it real. Like yeah, and this was actually it's interesting. This. I'll give a shout out to this was actually done by a friend of mine named James Chai. And he's a guy who's done props for everybody. If you looked him up and he is a guy I went to high school with. Wow. So it was a chance for us to actually work together. So all the props in the film, that was James Chai. Nice. A lot of the other cool timing elements of, of your movie from the shadows have to do with the insertions of uh, some late night videos and some commercials. And I know you put a lot of the logos together for Hidden Wisdom, the cult that we learn about and a lot of the graphics. There's a lot of good graphics in the opening scene, too. It really sucks you in. So what was the most challenging aspect of putting some of the logos and, and graphics together? Well, two things one i have to give credit to our editor uh ryan and he you know he did a great job with especially the stuff you see in the beginning yeah. uh you know and we worked back and forth uh and he and ian as well because ian's you know ian's a you know horror guy through and through you know he's the kind of guy like are there more scares let's have some more scares he's that guy but the 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 logo because of my background as a graphic designer you know, I wanted to do something with the H and the W, but then also tie it into, you know, the pyramids and, and whatnot. So, so for me, it was, it was fun uh, to, to create, you know, and then create the motion graphics and things like that. That was, that was like one of the fun things to do in the film. Like now we're done. Now I can create, you know, these logos and things. So that was just fun. You directed 1999's Personals, also called Hooked Up. It had Malik Yoba, uh, Stacey Dash, Jim Gaffigan was in it as well. That was his first film, by the way. Amazing. And he's done like 100 films. It's unbelievable. Amazing. Did you know the talent when you saw Jim Gaffigan? Did you know that? the? Oh, for sure. He, uh, you know, the, the thing about casting a film is that you get to see all these talented people. And if you have a good casting agent, and that first film was cast by Donna DeSetta 
who's a well-known casting agent. I mean, she's also Bernadette Peters' sister, but she uh, she cast the film and, you know, things were written a certain way. I had a lot of speaking parts in that movie. And, you know, a good casting person will be like, I know somebody, you know? And so she she recommended him. I mean, Personals has a lot of people who went on to have great careers, uh, you know, from since then. But yeah, she she cast him. But yeah, you could tell he was... You know, he ad libbed lines and he was just he was just really funny. He's, nice. You know, so, yeah, I, I know. Obviously, you, you've you been working on a documentary uh, called Bad Boys as well that, that you've been working hard on. And now with this movie, how did it feel getting back into the director's chair? Because I know after personals, your career went in some some different paths and, and down some some different avenues. How did it honestly feel after about 20 years to kind of. Well, you know, director's chair. Yeah, that's that's a great question. Well, first of all, it felt great. I'll say that it felt great. Uh, But, you know, my, you know, in short, uh, I was a filmmaker who became a film critic. uh, And at the time I I made the decision uh, to be a single dad and I kind of had to put my film career on hold for a while. And the opportunity to be a film critic came along. And so uh being a film critic, I'll say, is like being undercover. Okay. When you're a filmmaker and you're meeting, like, you're like, oh, these are the people that are judging my films. You know what I mean? So it's a, that's a whole other conversation. But for me, this is something I wanted to do. You know, once my daughter was, you know, done with college and, and, and I, you know, at first I started, you know, got hired to write some screenplays to kind of get back in it, you know. Yeah. Uh, cause I had put the documentary, the, the one you mentioned that that's been on hold, actually, that's going to be coming back now. But, uh, so yeah, it felt very good to be back in the director's chair. It felt good to be writing. It felt good to be back making film. And this is really what I want to be doing. You know, whoever's listening, if you like the movie and you got a movie you want me to direct, call me up. So yes, uh, it, it felt very good because, uh, this is. I've learned a lot. I've lived a lot in the last 20 years. Uh, I've learned a lot. I've seen a lot of films. I've interviewed, you know, the best thing about being a film critic is I've been able to have long conversations with my idols, you know, so I've been able to interview Steven Spielberg and Steven Soderbergh and Spike Lee and, and, you know, all these people who, you know, Francis Ford Coppola, when would I be able to sit down with Francis Ford Coppola for 45 minutes and talk about film? Like, even if I was already a filmmaker, that would be hard to do so i'm very grateful for the experience but i'm very happy to be back back in the chair as it were you're back you're back the movie world welcomes you back in the director's chair i'm thrilled for you i congratulate you so much on this movie you can tell that a film lover has made this movie and i hope that horror fans supernatural fans and movie fans really embrace this and i think they will congratulations mike on from the shadows Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. You are welcome. Go see From the Shadows if you're in New York, D.C., San Francisco, Dallas, and Sacramento, September 22nd. And it's on Voodoo, September 29th. Perfect. I mean, there's so many horror movies this season, and this is the one to watch. I got to say, I've seen some of the others already that are not very good. This is very good. Check out From the Shadows from Mike Sargent. And don't forget to listen to our Too Fast, Two Films podcast every week. I think one week I'm going to review your movie. I'm going to dissect it and see what you think of my total analysis. 
guy. Well, I can't review it, but yes. <laughs> I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LCJ Q&A podcast. For all these episodes, go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and lights-camera-jackson.com. Thank you.